Hey, this is Ken. I just wanted to make a small correction to the episode. When I talked about the Allegiance novel, I mentioned the Stormtrooper squad in there, and I called them the Imperial Fist. That is wrong. Their name is the Hand of Judgment. They are the Hand of Judgment. The Imperial Fist are a Space Marine chapter from the 40k universe. They're both hand names, and I recorded this at like 2 in the morning. My apologies. Please enjoy the show. This is Legends Remembered, a Star Wars Expanded Universe podcast. My name is Ken, and for this, episode 2, we will be looking at the Star Wars Expanded Universe timeline of series and novels, and I will be telling you which ones I think make for great starting points when wanting to enter the Expanded Universe. I will go over the single best starting point, in my opinion, and the community as a whole. I'll go over a starting point for if you're a big fan of the Clone Wars, uh, if you want something for kids and if you want something that's during the um the rebellion era the the fall of the empire and also highlight a couple other books that stand out in this timeline uh talk a little bit about them as we go um mind you this is not a complete timeline uh, not a complete list of books i should say in the expanded universe novels they have a timeline in the very front of them that shows the different novels and in what order they go to uh, depending on which book you have you know some books are older than others so they're missing some novels but even the latest books that came out before the Disney acquisition of Star Wars uh, had slight alterations to their list uh, for example the Destiny's Way novel which is one of my personal favorites which came out in the early 2000s that actually included some of the children's the young adult novels and series on the list whereas I have the Republic Commando uh, 501st novel which is the last that series which came out just before the Disney purchase. This novel excludes all of the kids books but it includes some of the Old Republic books. So that is the timeline I'll be going over as it focuses more on the adult novels which is more of what I want to focus on today. I will have a link to one of the uh the fan run websites that does actually include like every expanded universe novel uh, you can also find it on wikipedia or just you know quick google bing search whatever should bring you a pretty adequate list a good starting point and also in the description i will have the um the names of my like you know top five entry points uh, so you know you don't have to re-listen to this entire podcast if you want to double check those work uh, before we jump into the list i would also like to make note that these books can still be purchased new as well as used if you wish um disney is reprinting a lot of these under the legends titles the books are the same exact book they might have a different cover on them but normally it is the original art it'll just have legends and a gold band uh, written on the very top of the book but other than that they're the same exact stories uh, you can find these things on amazon i've seen them at walmart um you know books a million borders all those big books store places your local bookstore of course if you have one of those you purchase them as well uh especially if you want used ones the local bookstore is a really good place for that and then obviously amazon and uh these are even on um, kindle or um 
Audible if you want to listen to them. They do have quite a few on there as well. Uh, I personally have a couple uh, audiobooks for the Expanded Universe, and uh, they're they're pretty good quality. So yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can purchase these. They are out there. If you wish to get them new, get them used, whatever you want, they're they're not that hard to find. The kids' books included in that. So with that said, let's jump right into the list here. And again, I will be using the list in the Republic Commando, or technically the Imperial Commando novel, the 501st. So I will be reading every book. Um, or the title of every book on this list and there is a there's quite a lot I want to say there's like nearly 100 books on this list so let's get through this <laughs> 120 years before Star Wars A New Hope you have the Darth Bane Path of Destruction and Darth Bane Rule of Two these books are again Knights of the Old Republic era 1020 years before a New Hope. This is when Yoda and Mace Windu say in episode one, always two there are. This is where that rule came from. This is why there's always two Siths and, you know, always quote unquote, but there's always two. Jumping ahead from that, we have uh, 33 years before Star Wars A New Hope, Darth Maul Saboteur, uh, his training and upbringing and the Darth Maul backstory. Uh, also, 33, around 33 years before A New Hope, you have the Jedi Apprentice and the Jedi Quest series, which are technically two series, but they, they overlap into each other. Jedi Quest is Obi-Wan Kenobi as... Qui-Gon Jinn's Padawan and Jedi Apprentice series is Anakin as Obi-Wan's Padawan and they they kind of uh, intermingle with one another some of the things that like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon did in that series those characters and events will carry on and affect Anakin and Obi-Wan in their adventures so really cool concepts um if you're looking for a good place for kids to start you know, young adults you know teens whatever those are pretty good i read a lot of those myself i like those a lot some of those characters you will see again in like the clone wars novels for adults and even in some of the uh imperial era uh books a couple of those um one in particular one of the padawans that was training with anakin throughout his series he pops up again in like the uh the rebel era the imperial era of novels so pretty cool place to start um, even if you're adult the short reads they're fun uh, moving on we have 32.5 years before new hope you have cloak of deception darth maul Shadowhunter. 32 years before new hope we have star wars episode one the phantom menace 29 years before you have rogue planet rogue planet the story is good but what's really interesting about it is the setting the rogue planet itself is this planet called zanama skiat zanmana skiat i'm sorry if i'm not pronouncing that right if any of you can pronounce it correctly props but um it's cool it's, it's this uh it's a living planet it's a planet that it's like it has consciousness it can speak to you through the force it's a light side planet and it uh can produce these living ships made out of like wood and coral and plant matter and they're alive they have consciousness as well and they can like speak to you and so of course anakin as a padawan gets one of these ships and flies it around really cool uh, moving on you then have uh outbound flight 27 years before new hope outbound flight is really good uh, essentially it's this like cloak and dagger deception story that obi-wan and anakin are trying to figure out it has as palpatine in it as well and if you have seen if you're more star wars mainstream person a disney person right you've seen thrawn in star wars rebels or you've heard of thrawn in um the mandalorian and for you you guys thrawn you know the thrawn trilogy the outbound flight is the first time in the star wars canon like history wise that thrawn 
Wong pops up and had some dealings with the rest of the guys. This is his first canonical appearance for the EU. So um, pretty cool to see him in there. The story is a lot of fun. The Republic wants to send a fleet of ships out into the void in between uh, their galaxy and the neighboring galaxy. They want to get to the next galaxy and see what's out there and go exploring. And certain forces don't want them to do that. And there's all this saboteur stuff. It's pretty cool. Then you have uh, the approaching storm 22 years before A New Hope. And then also 22 years before A New Hope, you have Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And then you have a whole list of things that happen. This is 22 years to 19 years before A New Hope. This is your uh, your Clone Wars era books. So you've got the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars Wild Space, Clone Wars No Prisoners, the Republic Commando series, which is, again, I'm reading the list out of one of those books. Republic Commando series, this is what I would tell you if you want to have a jumping on point that is not Jedi heavy, uh, where like Jedi aren't the main characters, and you want, or you want a jumping in point for the Clone Wars. You're a big clone person, you know, you're you're one of the, the newer, younger fans who kind of got in Star Wars with the Clone Wars cartoon and the prequels and stuff. This is a really good place for that. The Republic Commando novels are amazing. They're one of my, probably my second favorite series in all of Star Wars. I really enjoy these. It, it tells it tells you the whole story of the clones starting like in Kamino and their upbringing, their training, how the clones look at each other differently. Everything great about the Clone Wars cartoon that we saw the clones having like their own haircuts and personalities and picking names and everything. This book did all of that before the show and I really feel like uh, Dave Filoni was inspired by this series. I don't know if that for sure but I would have to guess because a lot of that talking that they do happens in these books and you could see how um how there was like definitely a hierarchy in the clones the the regs the regular clone troopers they know that they are inferior to republic commandos and republic commandos know that they're inferior to the alpha arc troopers and the alpha arc troopers have a rivalry with who is the superior with the null arc troopers and it's this whole like dynamic they got going on uh you know some people some sorry people some clones were trained by mandalorians some were trained by uh, Corillians and other species and different cultures in the galaxy and how they all mingle together and remember there's no that there is no biochip in the expanded universe none of these clones have a computer chip in their head telling them they have to do order 66 they're all just you know the regular clones are flash trained to obey all orders coming from the chance but the special forces guys have more free will because you know your special forces you have to be creative so I think I went over this some in the last episode if I am sorry I just I really like this guy it's, it's a really good story. Read, uh, read the Public Commando books. There's four of them. Uh, there was supposed to be, or sorry, there's five of them. There's five of them. There were supposed to be six, but Disney purchased Star Wars while the sixth book was being written, and they told Karen Travis, the author of the series, to get lost. Really sad. It also undid a whole bunch of uh, Boba Fett stuff, but we'll get up to that later. Moving on to the Public Commando series, you have the Setius Deception, the Hive, MedStar, Battle Surgeons, MedStar 2, Jedi Healer, The Jedi Trial, Yoda, Dark Rendezvous, Labyrinth of Evil, and Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint, if you want a just one-shot book, you're, you don't know if the EU, the Expanded Universe is for you, uh, you know, you, you've only been like a movie fan or whatever, if you want a one-shot, easy getting, get out one book by itself, Shatterpoint. It's a Mace Windu story. Basically, uh, if you've seen like Apocalypse Now or have read Heart of Darkness and know what those things are, that's what this novel is. Mace Windu and the Jedi Council get this message from his Padawan, or a former Padawan, she's now a knight in her own right, and it's this weird, cryptic, dark, disturbing, you know, I've become the darkness sort of message, and they're all afraid that she's turning to the dark side, and she just so happens
seems to have been sent to lead resistant fighters on Mace Windu's homeworld. So, of course, Mace Windu has to go to his home planet and deal with, you know, seeing his people again, because until Anakin, he was the oldest child taken in from to the Jedi Order, and until Anakin, he and most of the Jedi thought he was the chosen one. So he's got to deal with that, go back to his home planet, find his Padawan, his former Padawan, sorry, and save her, and it, it's really dark, really gritty. Uh, you get to see the inner workings of how Mace Windu's mind thinks, why he created the pad, that Jedi lightsaber technique that's more dark side than it is light, and how his shadow point abil ability works. It's really good novel. Totally check that one out. And then uh, that brings us to episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader, which is also really good. This book, you see Vader going out and completing Order 66 for the Jedi that, um, that survived. And there's one chapter that stands out, which again, I'm a big fan of the, the clones, especially the Republic Commandos, where a Republic Commando squad refused the order. They refused to carry out Order 66, killed a bunch of regular clone troopers to protect the, the Jedi, and they hold off Darth Vader so that their Jedi generals can get off planet. Really cool. Of course, on Knight's series, which includes Jedi Twilight, Straits of Shadow, Patterns of the Force, which has Obi-Wan Kenobi and one of those Padawans going back to the kids series, the, the Jedi Apprentice series, 33 years before New Hope. Uh, one of those Padawans pops up again in this, and it's Obi-Wan and him, and kind of the startings of the rebellion on Coruscant. Really cool, city sort of dark, gritty type of vibe book series. It's, it's fun. Then you got 10 years before New Hope is the Han Solo trilogy, Paradise Snare, The Hut Gambit, and The Rebel Dawn. And then you got five years before New Hope are the Adventures of Reiner Calrissian series. Uh, you have the Han Solo Adventure series, and then the Force Unleashed novel, and the Force Unleashed game. Uh, those kind of coincide with one another, obviously. You then have uh, Star Wars New Hope, which is uh, year zero on the timeline. Uh, you got Death Star, and then you got three years after New Hope is Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina, which is a collection of short stories from people on Tatooine and around the Outer Rim, and you know what they're doing now that like the rebellion is in full swing. You have Allegiances, which is the, the first novel that talks about the Imperial Fist who I mentioned when I was talking about Mara Jade previously. Their novel is a lot of fun, shows you the Imperials from their point of view and how a lot of them thought themselves as the good guys, that they're just doing the right thing, and that there's only a few bad apples, uh, not realizing that, yeah, there really are a few bad apples, but they all happen to be the people in charge. So Allegiance is really fun, you know, Vader's in it, Han's in it, Mara Jade of course, Luke, all those guys, and seeing they're basically the Stormtrooper equivalent of the Republic Commandos is a lot of fun. A lot of like tense moments and a lot of just humor in it, the way you kind of would expect from a, a squad of military guys. It's cool. Uh, then you got Galaxies, The Ruins of Dantooine, which actually tied into the now gone Star Wars Galaxies MMO. That's kind of interesting. And then you have Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which has the distinguished point of being the very first Star Wars Expanded Universe anything. This was the first novel before there any other 
comics, any other movies, toys, video games, whatever. Splinter of the Mind's Eye was the very first one. I believe it came out in 77, I think a year after New Hope came out in theaters is when this book came out. It's uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, if you want something more historic, old, read it, it's fun. Then you got uh, three years after A New Hope is Empire Strikes Back and Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Tales of the Bounty Hunter takes place during Empire and a little bit afterwards. This is a short story collection, kind of like the Tales from Mos Eisley, but this one, all of the stories have a connector. They all are interwoven with Boba Fett. So, okay, in Empire, all of the bounty hunters that you saw on the Death Star, this is all their stories. Every single one of them has a story in this. You get to see how they all failed to capture on Solo, essentially, and why Boba Fett got his man. It's a lot of fun. It introduces you to Dengar and Bosk in particular, who you do see in later novels and in some of the other like uh, TV shows and such. Dengar is pretty cool. He um, he and Boba Fett team up down the road, and Bosk is kind of an asshole who gets his ship stolen by Boba Fett like three different times, <laughs> and each time Boba Fett gives it back to him because he's like, this thing's a piece of shit. I only used it because I had no other choice. So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Then you got uh, three and a half years after New Hope is Shadow of the Empire, and that is the, I believe this is the one, and I, I'm trying to do all this from the top of my head, I believe this is the one where they introduce the Black Suns, this intergalactic criminal organization. If you've seen the Clone Wars, you see some of the Black Suns in there, that's the gangs that uh, Darth Maul uses to take over Mandalore. That's these guys. Um, they play a more political role in the EU. They like knew who Luke was when Vader did it, and there was this whole scheming money sort of stuff secret handshakes and all that um then you got four years after new hope is return of the jedi which you know we all know and then there's tales from java's palace tales from the empire and tales from the new republic all three of those are just like the tales from moss eisley and tales of the bounty hunter they are a collection of short stories these all have to deal with uh different characters in different parts of the galaxy dealing with the empire now being the one on the defensive as the rebels turned a new republic same organization they just, you know, change the name, are now the ones on the offense. So obviously Jabba's Palace has to deal with characters that are in the Outer Rim. Empire are dealing with, you know, what the Imperials are thinking of all this, from like stormtroopers, pilots, up to admirals and whatnot. And then the New Republic, it's your like background rebels. You know, what their thoughts and everything are on how the fight's going and, you know, even some like civilians and, and all those guys who are like, oh, maybe now it's like the time to join and all that. Uh, you also have the Bounty Hunter Wars. Three books the Mandalorian armor, slave ship, and hard merchandise. Those three are all Boba Fett after he escaped the Sarlacc pit and him getting revenge on everyone and reinstating his place as top dog bounty hunter and teaming up with uh, Dengar as I mentioned before for some of it. True set Brakra is the first time that the Empire meets with the New Republic on even terms. They meet with them as an opposing military and opposing government force and not as, you know, those filthy incidents rebels. This is the first time the Empire sees them as a real threat now that they've blown up two Death Stars. <laughs> you then have five years after New Hope, Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor. Uh, 6.5 to 7.5 years after New Hope, you have X-Wing. It's about the X-Wing Squadron with Wedge, the, uh, the Rogue Squadron. Uh, the books are Rogue Squadron, Wedge Gamble, The Crypto's Trap, Back to War, Wraith Squadron, Iron Fist, and Solo Command. And these tell the stories 
of Rogue Squadron helping to retake the core world, including Coruscant, from the Empire. Uh, it's, it's the big offensive for the rebels, the, sorry, the New Republic uh, finally gathering all their might, you know, having full-on fleets and, you know, uh, uh, planetary armies and taking on the Empire one-on-one. No more hit-and-run tactics. They are coming at them military to military, and that's that's this series. It's a lot of, a lot of good fun. Wedge is a really interesting character. You really, you really get to, to learn about him, and I like Wedge a whole lot in the EU. They give him a lot more to do after pulling up the second Death Star. Then you got eight years after, eight years after New Hope, you have the courtship of Princess Leia, Mom and Leia, Will You Marry Me, that whole thing. Uh, you have Forest Apart, and then you have Tatooine Ghost. Tatooine Ghost, if you're looking for a good jumping on point for like the, the fall of the Empire, the rise of the New Republic, you know, Rebel era, right? This is eight years after A New Hope. It's only three years after they both the second Death Star. This is a good point to jump in. Tatooine Ghost has Han wanting to spend some alone time with Leia because Leia has been busy, you know, putting together a brand new government, essentially. They go off on this little mission. Leia finds out that a one-of-a-kind moss painting from Alderaan escaped the death of her homeworld and is being sold at an auction in the black markets of Tatooine. So Han and Leia go down there. The Imperials want the, the painting for unknown reasons. There's this whole, you know, who's going to get the painting heist sort of thing. Han and Leia end up in uh, Mos Eisba, uh, Anakin's hometown. Not Mos Eisley, Mos Eisba. And they have this a lot of really core interactions there. Leia gets to learn about her dad as her dad, you know, as Anakin and not as Vader. You get to re-meet and she meets for the first time a lot of the characters we see in episode one, some of the people that Anakin raced against, some of the kids that he grew up with, and how they all still really like Anakin, you know, refuse to believe he was Vader. Uh, there is a really touching moment where you find out that Shmi, Anakin's mom, she had this recording device. She basically was making video vlogs for Anakin and it got lost when the sand people took her and Leia finds it and watches the videos and it's this really emotional, good little story bit. And you know, Leia, Leia says it herself in the book. She's like, maybe if my dad had seen these recordings, he wouldn't have been so full of anger and turned to the dark side. And yeah, it's really cool. Uh, good, good read. Go read it. There's a cameo from a very important individual in this uh in this story as well a little, little hint of things to come totally go check it out so that's eight years before you then have nine years uh after a new hope is the thrawn trilogy for those of you that are in the know for the eu books this is the big one. This is the, if you want the best jumping on point for the expanded universe, if you want what was considered at one time by Lucas and the rest of LucasArts and the fandom to be the next trilogy, to be the sequel to episode six, it is the Thrawn trilogy. The Thrawn trilogy is amazing. It's the, the New Republic is taking Coruscant. They've taken the core. They are the government. The Empire has been pushed to the Outer Rim now. They just have a handful of planets to themselves. There's a scattering of warlords at the the New Republic is dealing with one at a time. There's no real threat to the New Republic's role. They're on the up and up. Luke is getting ready to restart the Jedi Order. Leia is finally out of politics for the most part. Han has resigned his his uh, generalship and Lando has gone back to uh, the private sector. Everything is you know, as it should be and then Thrawn shows up and Thrawn messes every- it's, it's so good. He messes up their day. 
He gets an entire planet to surrender by firing one shot from his Star Destroyer. He has his one Star Destroyer encounter an entire Republic fleet. It's like, I want to say it was two capital ships, four support ships, and he wipes out the entire fleet and loses, I think, one flight of TIE Fighters. Thrawn is amazing. He's a gentleman. He's polite. He's an art collector. He's great. Read the Thrawn trilogy. Oh, also, during this whole time, uh, Leia is pregnant with twins, by the way. And, uh, they go to Kashyyyk for part of the story. It's a lot of fun. Um, Mara Jade is trying to kill Luke Skywalker at this point as well. That's all I'm really gonna say. It's If you want to read any of you, read this. Ask anyone that knows Star Wars stuff, they're gonna tell you. <laughs> read Thrawn Trilogy. If Disney had made the Thrawn Trilogy the new movies, yeah, we, we would be having a new golden age of Star Wars right now. That's not what happened. Alright, so after the Thrawn trilogy, you have X-Wing as Zara's Revenge, and then 11 years after New Hope, you have the Jedi Academy series, Jedi Search, Dark Apprentice, Champions of the Force. This is when Luke is starting up the Jedi Order, and this is him training new Jedi and finding people, like adults obviously, to, to train in the Force and dealing with how some of them have families already, and some of them are military personnel, and how to, how to make this new order work, because it can't be like the old one. And Luke doesn't want it to be like the old order because the old order fell, wasn't able to look in on itself, and it wasn't able to look out with clarity. It got mired in the mud, and he doesn't want that to happen. And he's all for, you know, Jedi having families. Uh, then you got Children of the Jedi, Darksaber, Planet of Twilight, X Wing, Starfighters of Admiral, the Crystal Star, the Black Fleet Crisis Trilogy, which is before the Storm, Shadow of Lies, Tyrant's Fleet. And this is all like 15 years after. Uh, 17 years after, you have the New Rebellion, 18 years after, you have the Corellian Trilogy, the Ambush at Corellia, Assault at Salona, Showdown at Set Shatterpoint Center. Oh, you know, I skipped. There's, it's, it's like a 14 years after, you have the Jedi Shadow series, which has Han and Leia's kids, now including Anakin Solo, Jaina, Jason, Solo, twins, Anakin, Solo, younger brother, Lobaka, Chewie's nephew as a Jedi, Talia, and a whole bunch of Jedi Padawans, and it's all of their adventures dealing with dark side stuff on Yavin 4, which is where Luke's new Jedi temple is to train the younglings, but it also happens to be where his secret Sith temple is from way back in the Knights of the Republic days. So yeah, that series is really cool. It's written like for adults, but kids can totally read it. Yeah, go check that out. And then, uh, see what I was saying. So yeah, 18 years after you have the Corellian Trilogy, Ambush to Corellia, Assault of Solana, Showdown at Saddle Point. 19 years after New Hope, you have the Hand of Thrawn duology, Spectre of the Past and Visions of the Future. Thrawn kind of comes back again. It's really cool. Uh, 22 years after New Hope, you have Fool's Bargain, Survivor's Quest. 25 years after New Hope, you have Boba Fett, A Practical Man. Boba Fett, A Practical Man is it's a short like novella. It's really cool though. You get this character shut up who, the way he talks, you can tell he's not what he appears to be. He's another species, another race of aliens pretending to be a different alien and he's trying to get Boba Fett who by this point is the Mandalore of Mandalorians. He's the leader of the Mandalorians. He's trying to get Boba Fett to 
have his Mandalorians protect certain certain shipments of stuff and do all these real shady things and Boba Fett just isn't going for it. Boba Fett is also getting weird reports of things happening on the Outer Rim that he's kind of concerned about. And yeah, it just kind of focuses on him realizing there's something not quite right going on in the galaxy. It leads directly into the New Jedi Order series, which is the big series out of all these. Uh, which this is all again 25 years after New Hope. I love the New Jedi Order series. It's like 15 books or something like that. It's huge. There's a lot of people that don't like it for the reason why I do. The New Jedi Order series, they kill off main characters like that you know from the movies, right? They kill them. It, they, they also kill all the characters. If, if you've read these series of books that I've been listing off, a lot of those characters you know, carry on through. They kill off like all of them. It's a very dark, very gritty. The entire galaxy is plunged into war again, but it's against a foe that we've never seen in Star Wars before. And that is where a lot of people dislike it. Yeah, the writing is kind of mixed because you have like 10 different authors trying to write all these stories together and what a mixed bag. Some are really great. Some are kind of eh, like whatever. What really was diversive with the series was the enemy. I loved it because we had never seen this sort of enemy before and it caused such disturbance in the force. Literally for the Jedi and for the New Republic and what was left for the Empire and all the other major players in the galaxy. This shook everything up. It literally changed the galaxy. I loved that about this series. I would tell you to just start and just jump in with this series, but what's hard about that is this series assumes you've read a lot of the old EU that I just listed off. It assumes you know that Jen and Jason are twins and that they both graduated the Jedi Academy. And it assumes you know that Luke and Mary Jane got married. Luke restarted the Jedi Order, which like, yeah, if you just listen to the podcast, you do know these things, but you don't know the details of you know who Winter is, because I'm perfectly honest, I had no idea who Winter was, but I read the Thrawn trilogy and I was like, oh, okay, I kind of know who this woman is. It's really great series. I would love for everyone to read it, but you, at the very least, you should read a th- read the Thrawn trilogy, and then you, then you can read this. I will I will list all the the new Jedi Order series, and we're almost done with this list. We're we're like 99% done. So 25 years after New Hope, the new Jedi Order series, Vector Prime, Dark Tide Onslaught, Dark Tide Two, Ruin, Agent of Chaos, Heroes Trial, Agent of Chaos Two, Jedi Eclipse, Balance Point, Recovery, Edge of Victory One, Conquest, Edge of Victory Two, Rebirth, Star by Star. Dark Journey, Enemy Lines, Rebel Dream, Enemy Lines 2, Rebel Stand, Traitor, Destiny's Way, Yalisha, Force Heretic, Remnant, Force Heretic 2, Refuge, Force Heretic 3, Reunion, The Final Prophecy, and The Unifying Force. That's the whole series. It's really good. Especially if you, if you're one of those people that's like, you know, oh, the, the Jedi, like, power levels, and you want to like, well, could this person be this person over? Like, if you, you like that sort of stuff, and if Luke has like, kind of let you down at all, seeing Luke in the new Jedi series, impressive as hell. Especially toward, towards the end, you get to see why Luke is put up in those, you know, top most powerful Jedi. You finally get to see him shine through and do that. It's really impressive. Some of the other books that are they're really cool in this one that stand out to me are Enemy Lines 2, Rebel Dream. It has Wedge, who's gone from way back, uh, you know, five years after A New Hope, you had Wedge in the X-Wing series, right? Where he's leading Rogue Squadron. Now you've got him 25 years after A New Hope, and 
moment, he is Admiral Antilles. You know, Wedge is now an Admiral with his own Star Destroyer. There's this great scene where they have uh, friendly forces surrounded by enemy forces on the planet. Wedge gives the order to do orbital bombardment, and the crew of the Star Destroyer and like everyone else are like, oh crap, wait, we're doing this? Yeah, like we, we have to. We're, we're going to use the Star Destroyer for what it was built for, orbital bombardment. And they're doing this for, for the first time since the Thrawn Wars. No one has used the Star Destroyer to bombard a planet since the Thrawn trilogy, since like 10 years ago. So, you know, all these new recruits, whatever, they don't know how to do this. So Wedge takes over one of the, the main batteries for his Star Destroyer and he gets on the intercom and he's like, hey, look, if any gun had lower accuracy score than mine, we're going to be cleaning up the bodies down on the planet, essentially. He threatens them and they're like, yo, you got it. And they bombardment. It's beautiful. Just really cool to see Wedge, you know, leadership role like that. It's, it's a really good book. And Dr. Prime, the first book in the series, is also a really big kick in the ass. Like, hey, this series is not going to be like the rest of what you just read. Things are getting dark. Things are going to shit in a handbasket really quickly. Buckle up because the galaxy is in flames. Again, I will, I will cover this series on its own later. But yeah, that's New Jedi series. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you then got 35 years after New Hope is the Darkness Trilogy. The Joiner Queen, the Un... Sorry, the Joiner King, the Unseen Queen, and the Swarm War. And then 40 years after New Hope, you have Legacy of the Force series. They are Betrayal, Bloodlines, Tempest, Exile, Sacrifice, Inferno, Fury, Revelation, Invincible. This series is, in a lot of ways, darker <laughs> than the New Jedi series I was just talking about. Even more existing characters get killed in this series. There's, there's characters that were introduced to the EU back in like the 80s and 90s, and they've lived throughout all this time in Star Wars and in the real world, you know? They've lived through all this, and they get killed off in this series. It's brutal. The, the galaxy is plunged into a new civil war, this time with Han Solo's home planet of Corellia lead the charge against Coruscant. It's really brutal on a personal level and on a galactic scale. The Empire kind of is pecking at it too, while like the New Republic fights itself, the Empire kind of gets in there. There's Dark Jedi and Sith. The Jedi are trying to you know, be the, the centers of light and uh, it's really, really good. Okay, so I'm not going to give away big plot points. There comes a situation where Jaina Solo, Han and Leia's uh, eldest daughter, she has to kill Force users, right? And obviously she's a Jedi. She's great with a sword. She's actually named the Sword of the Jedi by Luke during the new Jedi Order series. She's like the premier swordsman of the Jedi Order. So like she's badass with a blade, but she needs more help in how to kill a Force user. Going at them one-on-one -on -one just isn't working. She needs to make sure she's going to win this fight. So who does she turn to to learn how to kill Force users? She turns to Boba Fett. So Han's daughter is being taught by Boba Fett how to kill Force users. Really cool, really, really fun series, really dark, gritty series. I like it a lot. You then got... Millennium Falcon, and then the Fate of the Jedi uh, trilogy, Outcast, Omen, Abyss. And that's pretty much where the EU ends, is with those books. There were more being written, but again, Disney came in and kicked them to the curb. Yeah, 
sad times. But that's all the different novels, the different series. There are a few that, again, I skipped over in here, but that's the, the main ones. I, I think that's uh, give you a pretty good starting point out there, and I list some other outstanding titles. Hopefully, you've heard something that sparked your interest, and you go out and buy the book, read it, like it, or maybe you, uh, you got another, you got a buddy, you got a girlfriend, father, I don't know, brother who likes Star Wars and is interested in this sort of stuff, you know, maybe they really like uh, the movies or whatnot and you want to have them experience more of Star Wars. Hopefully this list has helped you out. There's a ton of stuff. This doesn't even scratch the comics that are out there, which that's beyond me and that'll, I'll get to that eventually. But yeah, that's the list. I hope you all enjoyed and I will see you next episode when I think I just want to ramble about Starfighters. I'll probably do that. Probably ramble about Starfighters. Yeah, that's what I'll do. So I'll see you next time. We're talking spaceships. That's it. Have a good day, good night, and may the force be with you.